Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Louise. Yeah, that'd be a little weird. Brewies. Not, not Louisiana. No, no, no. Just Lu- Louise. Louise, Mississippi. There we go. Louise, Mississippi. Brewies. Brewies. Brewies is what you said. Yes, that would work. Wherever you are in our great state, each and every morning, if you want to enjoy Strange Brew Coffee House, uh, you can. And it's just a click away. You go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it to be shipped right to your door. And remember, when you support Strange Brew Coffee House, you support the Bulldog Initiative. We had a listener send us an email about they wanted us to say Louise. Oh, okay. Louise evidently is the where who where uh, Hoover sauce was invented. Oh, so not Brewer sauce though. Well, as you see, we are a show for the people mm-hmm. by the people of the people. Even that's right. So you request something. I'm not promising we you don't it's going to get anything. on air. We're not just going to give you free plugs for your right. podcast or things right. like that. But yeah. You know, we, we will definitely oblige every now and then. Every now and then, for sure. Uh, College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Guys, if you haven't gotten a new polo for uh, this upcoming football season, uh, Zach Arnett is disappointed in you. All right? It's a new era of Mississippi State football. It's time to get those old polos and retire them and start a new look this year, especially with all the great new logos that Mississippi State is promoting, the state script, the, uh, the interlocking MSU. You don't need a marketing degree to enjoy a fantastic polo from College Corner. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you. Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flow by the Half Shell, and their new location in Oxford will open grand opening this Thursday. I know there's not a lot of Bulldogs in Oxford, but those of you who are, who are there, plenty of uh, time to support your Bulldogs by making a purchase at College Corner. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant this week. I, I, so this week, this uh, Friday, Robbie, I went out. Uh, with my daughter Aislinn. She, she wanted to go to dinner. We went to Boardtown, which I'm, I'm super Ooh. psyched to be back open. Yes. But driving around, everything was packed. And I drove past Restaurant Tyler. It's, it was probably like 7.30 on a Friday night. few people waiting outside, and you could look in, and you just saw it was packed. Yeah. And I was like, it, there wasn't even a home game. And I was just like, man, this is good to see. Yeah. And that means this coming weekend, Restaurant Tyler, Friday, Saturday, wild. Sunday, it's going to be great. So Temperatures yeah. going down. It's actually decent outside right now. It is now. decent. So I'm gonna go for a walk when we finish this post podcast. I got to walk off the the pizza that I ate today at our all in get together. Yes, I ate too much pizza, and I and I ate pizza and peanut butter M and M's. So yeah, I didn't I mean, eat any M and M's. So I think they got that well. for me. So, uh, well, pizza is good, but it's not as good as a uh, a steak or a, a pork chop. The the cold smoked pork chop at restaurant Tyler. 
If you haven't made your reservations yet, do it now. Go to restaurant. Go to uh, eatlocalstarkville.com and place your reservation at Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi means there's one near you. Open an account today, and you serve yourself for years to come. When you want to talk about your finances, when you have to possibly discuss a loan, do you want to do it with strangers or do you want to do it with friends? The people in your community, the people you go to church with, send your kids to school with, have lunch with every day, that's what Priority One Bank offers you. Local service. Banking locally, just as important as eating locally, shopping locally. 16 locations in central Mississippi means one's near you. Check them out today at PriorityOneBank.com. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Maybe a little somber beginning to today's show. Why? 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 Because I was I was just thinking that... Don't think. <laughs> How dare you think? All right, great show, Robbie. Let me uh, quick, let me do this other ad break real quick and we'll get out of here. <laughs> no, I was just thinking that it's game week. It's finally game week. We're here. We've made it to the end of the college football offseason. Uh, as we are sitting here on a Monday at noon, we will speak with Coach Zach Arnett for his first ever game week uh, press conference as the head coach at Mississippi State. We'll talk to some players. Uh, there's a lot going on today. A lot of, you know, for us on this podcast, that means tomorrow's podcast has our SEC picks, and then we'll have an opponent. Well, we won't have an opponent preview this week, but. You know, we'll have the three P's on Friday, and, and you know, we start falling into the routines of football season. Can't wait. And, I, and that's the thing, though. It's been like, you know, you can't wait for the start of football season from the moment the football season ends. Mm-hmm. So from the moment, you know, Marcus Banks crossed the goal line at the ReliQuest Bowl, I was looking forward to today. Yes. This has been, in my opinion, and I don't know how you could possibly top it, the craziest offseason in Mississippi State history. Obviously, when you have the death of your sitting head coach, started after the regular season. It really, you know, you're not wrong. It started at, it started in the regular season. It really, the did, Egg Bowl yeah. was an unexpected result, in my opinion. I know a lot of Mississippi State fans are like, "Oh, we always expect to beat Ole Miss." That's great. Going into that game, I didn't have a lot of confidence, and then the way the game ended was crazy. Mm-hmm. Then a week later, you know, you Rara Thomas leaves, Dylan Johnson leaves with all the drama that surrounded that, and then you have the passing of Mike Leach. And then you have the sudden elevation of Zach Arnett and everything that comes with that. You win the ball. It's just been you had yeah Tulu and Xavion enter the portal. You had, you had body. That's the thing. There was never a moment of, of peace this offseason. You did have some recruiting upswing about a month ago. We're going to talk recruiting in the second half of the show. The word upswing may not be used. Well, you had we talked early in the summer about state wouldn't do anything in recruiting then it was they blew up they blew up and then it, it's like so yeah. so we're going to try our luck again basically the ups and downs have really been i mean there's been very few dull moments has this been state. the longest off season for you it's that been you can a long recall one. It, it feels like it's I think, gone on longer than i think the reason have. for that is the transfer portal stuff yeah. um you know it, it felt like state was constantly having to hold on to these guys and you had the stuff with Dylan Johnson and then you know, we were hearing that a lot of other players were considering entering the portal. I think they calmed that down. Mm-hmm. Then Tulu is trying to save Xavion and get all these other people to come to Mississippi State. Then he enters the portal, and it was just like, just get to enrollment date. Can you just get everybody on campus to stop this madness? Because, they, you know, they go home and they get around uh, people they shouldn't be around, and those guys are telling them, 
hey, you need to enter the portal. You got Ra Ra Thomas on people's Instagram lives telling them to get in the portal. It was just one of those deals where you were just like, can can we please just have like two weeks where none of this crap's happening? Mm-hmm. And finally, like it just calmed down and you could play football. And it feels like the recruiting thing is starting to do. I'm just like, can we just play football? I'm tired there's of the recruiting stuff. There's definitely an air of that. Yes. There's definitely an air of, you know, I need a game to happen. Yeah. And we got some of that on Saturday, and I watched <clears throat> college football all day Saturday, and it was fun. Um, Wasn't great football, but it was fun to have it again. Uh, I'll tell you what. The Vanderbilt game was a good game, which, by the way, I need to readjust my Vanderbilt expectations, evidently. Yeah, they're not good. They're not good. I would have guessed they were good. They're not good. No, um, I mean, like I like I didn't think they would be very good, but I thought they would but be better. They would better. handle Hawaii. Yeah. They should have lost. Well, I mean, you look back at that game last year, Mike Wright was kind of the star. Yeah. And he's no longer there. Yeah. And so like I'm wondering how big of an impact losing Mike Wright was. I don't I don't know. But um yeah, they they definitely they look they look a little rough. Yeah. So we'll we'll see if that continues to be the trend for them or if they get better. How do you feel how do you think Zach Arnett feels today? Today is the first day of uh, first game week for him. You know, and it I feel like the bowl game was such a oh it was such a whirlwind of emotion and everything. But everything that that came into that bowl game is different now. None of those co- very few of those coaches still remain. Right? Who who's still on staff from the uh, bowl game? Uh, Matt Brock, Eric Mealy, and Eric Mealy, uh, Darcel McBath, Tony, Tony Hughes, Hughes yeah, you know, Jason like, Washington, but he's off Washington's the field. not really on. The, you know, he's not on the field anymore. Yeah, you know, you, you got a whole new staff. Matt you, Brock, you said Matt Brock. Matt yeah. Brock. You know, your team looks different. The way you're going to attack looks different. You, 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 you've, you have a lot of enthusiasm around this program, more than I've seen in recent years. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think you, you sort of hit a high point under Leach the week after the LSU game. And then after that, it was kind of a, you know, it was off again, on again with momentum. But right today, you know, I feel like State is going to have a big crowd Saturday. When the weather looks like it's going to be hot, but not the, the kind of hot we've had the past week. Yeah. 80, 85, you know, and I, and I like to look ahead and think that they should be 2-0 when they play LSU, and that should be a big crowd at 11 a.m. Man, I wish that game was at 6. I do, too, because it would be crazy, but it is what it is. How it, you, it really is, before you ask the question, it really is crazy the disconnect between people at Mississippi State and around Mississippi State in the national media. It is. It, it might be the biggest disconnect that I've seen at Mississippi State in, in one single season. Because there, there's been years where people have kind of been nervous about the start of the year. They don't really know what to expect. And I, th- I think there's still that sense of you know unknown with mm-hmm. a lot of people in the fan base. But for the most part, everybody's excited mm-hmm. and hopeful and thinking you know Mississippi State's going to have a a solid season. And I'm not saying compete for the SEC West, but my whole thing the whole time has been I think that this team is good enough to you know finish fourth or fifth in the SEC West and have you know seven or eight wins. And then you got everybody else. It seems like the closer we get to the game, everybody's expectations outside of Mississippi State are getting worse and worse. Like we're down to like you know three, four wins with no SEC wins. Mm-hmm. So it's really crazy to me how disconnected 
the national media is in comparison to you know people around Mississippi State. Yeah, I mean, I think we saw was uh, Brad Crawford's power rankings. Uh, 24-7 sports had them 1-7 or had them 13th in the in the conference. And uh, J.D. Pickle, who is uh, on three's uh, podcast guy, he actually had State 4-8, and 0-8. I, I, I think the last time State was 0-8 in the conference, I, I could be wrong, was, was 2006. I mean... They didn't win a game that year? In the conference, I'm pretty sure that's, that's correct. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna double check it because I've just thought about it. That that's what that's what I do whenever people project Mississippi State to to win four games and overall zero games SEC and all that. I, I like to put it in historical mm-hmm. respects. So you're telling me that this Mississippi State team is going to be the worst That's team right. in 20 years. In tw- in 20 years, mm-hmm. this will be the worst Mississippi State team. I was wrong. It's not 2006. So if I'm did they win one? The, they they'd be like Vanderbilt or something in 03? 03, they beat Vanderbilt. They were they were one and seven in the conference. But I mean, they had a win. Uh, so the last time they had won zero SEC games, I, I know when it is now. Before I was alive, Tech and tenure, 1988. 88 year before I was alive. 1988 is the last time Mississippi State did not win a conference. So game. you're telling me I've been alive. For 34 years, Mm -hmm. and J.D. Pickle, who I've never seen in a Mississippi State game, no offense, never met him, might be a great guy, Mm -hmm. never seen him at a game. Looks like an 80s movie villain. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. If you put him in a, what's it called, Lacoste or Lacoste? Lacoste. Lacoste. The collar needs to be up. Like with the the alligator on it? Yeah. Yeah, Sweater tied around his waist. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not picking on him, I promise. But... If you're telling me in my entire existence this will be the worst Mississippi State team of all time mm-hmm. in my in my lifetime, I you know I've watched Mississippi State with the end of Jackie Sherrill, which was a total disaster. I've watched Mississippi State with Sylvester Croom, which was not a whole lot of talent. This is the oldest team possibly in the country mm-hmm. has played. M- most of these starters have played 25 plus SEC games, or not SEC games total. And you're telling me this team is the worst team that Mississippi State has had since 1988? Mm-hmm. I can't get on board with that. Right. Now, if you're telling me this team you know, might struggle to get to three wins in the SEC, okay, you, you can convince me of that. Yeah. They're gonna, they got some toss-up games there. But they're not going to be able to win more than one SEC game. They're going to have zero wins or one win. I can't. I can't do that. I just can't. They have these toss-up games every year, and they find a way. In most of the years, they're winning three games or more in the SEC, three or four games. I, I, I refuse to believe that this team, even with bad coaching, is going to have zero SEC wins. Right. I mean, Peter Sermon was the worst defensive coordinator quite possibly in Mississippi State history, and State you know, went to a bowl game that year. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe Moorhead was a disaster here. Two bowl games, two S, two won, egg that, bowls. That team won three conference games. Yeah, twenty sixteen. So, I, I refuse. I refuse to believe. And I do agree with you. It, it, does, it does feel like as we've gotten closer to the season, people are. And I don't know if that's a. I feel like sometimes media people react, and you know, Mississippi State fans are on them. They're on them on social media. They're like, "What are you saying? What do you? Why do you think this?" And I feel like they're they're, they're doubling down. Yeah. And I, I mean, you look. Uh, it's really sad too to hear the to hear their like arguments. They like they're really so flawed. One. They're so flawed, and they don't they don't really have any you know good ideas as to why Mississippi State. I 
I was listening to Brandon Walker's podcast the other day, mm-hmm. and the guy that put out the information about Kevin O'Sullivan that got in trouble, whatever, he said that you know State was as Brandon got mad that he had. Ole Miss and Texas A&M in a tier ahead of Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. And so we asked him why, and one of his talking points was, well, Will, Will Rogers has never been under center. I'm like, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. What, well, I don't understand where this information Which, by the is way, coming. And he threw Cole Kublik under the bus. Like, Cole Kublik told us that he's going to be under center. Like, come up with your own ideas. Not only that, I, I, and that's something I didn't realize, but yesterday watching Notre Dame, Sam Hartman had never been under center yeah. in college. Never. Mm-hmm. And yet nobody has a problem <clears throat> saying, well, Notre Dame will be fine. You know, they, they, they're going to be good. So, yeah, here's it's the most amazing C- thing. CBS Sports, their, their, their picks. Uh, let's see how many people are here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Of their eight people, six have state last in the West. David Cobb has them second to last. And then only Dennis Dodd had them highly, had, had them rated highly. He had them fourth. And uh, he actually says Mississippi State is the most underrated uh, team in the conference. And I'll, I'll read uh, what he said Mike Leach's spirit endures. The late Bulldogs coach made a career about tweaking the nose of powerhouses. New coach Zach Arnett will carry on that tradition, at least in the short term. Look for a couple of upsets from a team led by a young, aggressive staff in transition with the loss of Leach. LSU and Alabama visit Starkville, just saying. The man who threw more times than anyone, quarterback Will Rogers, will guide a more balanced offense. This is good news for running back Jaquivius Marks. Running behind an experienced offensive line, you know the defense will be stout with Arnett elevating Matt Brock as coordinator, plus the Bulldogs return the SEC's top two tacklers, Jet Johnson and Nathaniel Watson. I mean, what other SEC? There's a lot of common sense in that paragraph. If if I'm looking at, I mean, we we talk all the time about how important – players are Mm -hmm. to your success. Zach Arnett will tell you more than anybody that his players are are what's going to win him ball games. Mm -hmm. Uh, And a lot of times players overcome bad coaching. I I, I really believe this coaching staff could be suspect and this team could still win some games in spite of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And what other SEC team outside of Vanderbilt because you know nobody gives them a second thought but the rest of the SEC, if you're looking at a roster that's got this much returning talent, and states recruited about, you know, 25 to 32, which is, which is okay. That's good enough to compete against most teams in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, that, so the talent level is good, and these transfers they brought in, almost all these transfers were four stars coming out of high school, right? Like these guys, like Jordan Morant, like all these guys were four stars. Mm-hmm. So the talent level Washington, is there. Yeah. If you're if you're looking at the stars, you're looking at the evaluate, like the um, you know the the time spent in the SEC. What other team that that would have this kind of talent and this kind of experience would be talked about like Mississippi State has been in this offseason? Well, let's 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 just play this game here. I'm gonna just change uh, the names will be changed here, but. Uh... If I was saying the man who threw more times than anyone, quarterback, uh, blah, 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 was back, and running back who did this is back, and the top two tacklers are back, and they played for Alabama. Alabama would be the, pre- the preseason number one team in the nation. Yeah. I'm not t- saying that to say Mississippi State should be ranked in the top five, but to sit there and say, oh, they're going to be last in the West when they bring back this, and nobody else brings this back. Yeah. You know, I'm Arkansas brings that. back a great quarterback running back combo, but defensively they don't they don't have anything. Yeah. Ole Miss kind of the same way, right? Texas A&M, ton of question marks there. Auburn, how can you say anything 
about that roster yet. I'm just saying, I, I think, I, I firmly believe, I, I've never been this staunch about a Mississippi State team being better than what the pundits say mm-hmm. than this year. And the only reason I am that way because I've seen this before. I've seen teams with this kind of experience and the teams that have like that the Mississippi State you know, mentality on the defensive side of the ball that swarm, that will knock your head off. I've seen these teams come along and people overlook them and they're in the ball game in the fourth quarter with Alabama and they're in the ball game with LSU and they're beating teams on the road. I just don't think people understand how important it is to have experience in this league. Talent is a huge thing. And State's got talent too. But I like people just don't understand. Jaden Crumity and Nathaniel Watson and Jet John, these guys have played almost fifty games. Mm-hmm. In the SEC, the two leading tacklers in the conference are back. A six-year senior on on the defensive line. A fifth-year senior on the defensive line. I mean, I just don't understand. You almost have your entire offensive line returning. How big is that? This, that's one of the most experienced offensive lines in, in the SEC. So we've sort of gotten away from where I was, I was thinking we were going to go with the start of this, but you're absolutely correct in that this offseason, you know, it, it went from sort of a feel as much of a feel good thing, you know, with the win and the way Arnett able was able to keep the the, the 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 class, the signing class together, to it's become an off season of questions outside of Mississippi State. And you made a good point on your board the other day when you said, you know, normally and I think you may have said it on this podcast too, normally when we do the media poll and things like that, there's some dissension in the ranks, right? There's there's somebody who thinks, okay, it's probably a six and sixteen. This is probably a five and seventeen, whatever, right? We've had it almost every year. This year was pretty unanimous. This team, I think it went from nine and three. I, I think seven and five may have been the lowest that we had. We may have had a six and six in there, but I think seven and five was it, unless there was a you know one of those that was right out outside the yeah. I'm not the, counting Will Salmon. <laughs> <laughs> he t- he turned on us, so. The fact that nobody here seems to think that this team is going to miss a bowl or or be bad, it, I think that's very encouraging because we're the ones who see it every day. We're, you know, and I think you know, obviously, on this beat, there are people who are bulldogs, and we're just no getting away from that. That's going to be true about every every school out there. But you and, know, and, and, I, uh, well, let me let me finish what I was going to say. I, I feel like you know, people know that I'm a bulldog. They know that. But if you've listened to any podcast I've ever done, or if you've read anything I've ever written. I think you feel like you know that if I thought this team was going to be bad, I, I would be the first one to tell you. I would be the first one to say, like, guys, I don't see it. So the fact that I, you know, that I'm telling you I think this team is going to be pretty good feels like you should be thinking he's probably telling the truth. Yeah, I think both you and I have no problem saying this team would be bad. I mean, we like that's that's not an issue for me. I'm not going to come out every year and say State's going to win nine games or ten games. Mm-hmm. I, that's just not. Like if anything, I feel like you and I are looking for, you know, losses on the schedule for Mississippi State sometimes, and I think it's just like utilizing common sense. Now, everything that we're saying is built around, you know, like it's set up for Mississippi State to do this. They still have to go do it, and they still have to stay healthy. You know, us just saying that they they should win eight games doesn't mean they're going to. They they've still got to you know play their part, but if you look at the roster, you look at the experience, and you just put two and two together with you know Zach Arnett 
you know, the defense is going looks like it's going to continue on and be it, you know, be it do its thing. But, you know, the offense, uh, I feel like people were acting like this offense was this, you know, juggernaut. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, in the 60s, I think, of total offense. And how many times last year did we talk about the offense is not exciting, the offense is, is holding this team back, they're, they're struggling to score points against good defenses. I mean, it's not like this, this offense has to be that much better, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I just if – you, if you do your research a little bit and you put two and two together, it should come out a lot differently than what these projections um, are that are being made. And to that end, uh, you know, the offseason ends today, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, the game's not till Saturday, but you know, when we sit down to talk to Zach Arnett for this first press conference, that is the beginning of football season. And they they technically ended it last week. They did a whole mock week, right? They yeah, they they are a week ahead of us. Yeah. But for me, th- this is the first day of football season. So looking forward to it. Uh, we will have we will recap what Zach Arnett says on tomorrow's podcast, uh, as well as we could talk to some players. And then that evening, uh, Kevin Barbet and Matt Brock will be available. So there'll be a lot of content to talk about uh, on tomorrow's show. Let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. Guys, if you're cooking out this weekend, if you're coming up to Mississippi State, if you're going to be at home watching the games, wherever it is, you're firing up the grill, throw some beef on there because that's, that's what you want. You know, when you tell people you're having the cookout and you say we're cooking steaks and burgers, they're showing up. They're going to be happy campers. Don't want, you don't want to be that cookout that everybody's like, oh, hot dogs. Yeah, we're busy that day. So head to the grocery stores. Talk to your good friends there in the meat market. Get them to take care of you. Get some good stuff. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. It's just this simple, guys. When you want a great meal, you go to the Cotton District and you sit down at Two Brothers. Great people, great food. The menu's changing. They've got some new stuff on there that's really exciting. But they also have the classics, the smoked wings and the, uh, the, the, the tacos and the prime rib sandwich. It's all great. If you haven't had a chance to try it already, well, first off, what are you doing? But secondly and far more importantly, take care of that this football season. Get to the Cotton District and enjoy some smoked southern soul food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats, a Bulldog Initiative business. Great products, great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for 48 years. Guys, that is a long time to do anything. You're talking about a business that's been open for that long? That's one that you know you can trust, that you know takes care of its customers and backs up its sales with great service. They treat you like a neighbor. When you need some technology for your business, a new computers, new uh, printers and laptops, new, uh, new copiers, call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need service, you call them back. No 1-800 numbers, no call centers, no out-of-state technicians. Just Mississippi people who can switch, solve your problem a lot of times the same day. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Road. Guys, I say it again. If you haven't gotten a new polo for this football season, it's time. It's a new era of Mississippi State football. Ring it in with a new polo from the Rogue. Great styles, great selection, and, of course, the service that comes from one of the top men's clothing stores in the South. Shop at the Rogue in Jackson or online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. 
It's not all good news for Mississippi State. Uh, they lost another commitment uh, on Saturday. Jay Lindsey, the tight end from Alabama, who got an Alabama offer about a month or so ago, kind of trended that you know it was going to be tough to get an Alabama kid who had an Alabama offer. Uh, so he went ahead and decommitted. He is not officially committed to Alabama. Probably was told to wait until twenty four seven bumps him up to a ninety five four star, so they you know they don't have to deal with that, uh, which will probably happen this week. I swear, man, I, you know that's coming. I know it. And but, I mean, I, I I really would love to hear the reasoning behind it too. You know, oh, we saw his two games against. Um, the one A Academy opponents that he went up against, you know, like what, like what, what's your reasoning going to be for that? And listen, I I'm as big a proponent f- for like that being part of the process as anybody. Like if Alabama wants a kid, they're not an 82 or a whatever 84, whatever he is. Like Terrence Sibler, Alabama wanted that kid. He's not an 88. He's a four star. That, that should be part of the thing. If you have a committable offer from Alabama, that should be taken into consideration. But, yeah, that's coming. That being said, Mississippi State had a really you know huge burst of recruiting activity. Uh, what was that, late, Ju- mid-July, something like that? June or July. When, whenever the, 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 the top dog camp was. So I want to say it was in July. Early July, probably. Yeah, and then you know they picked up you know, P.J. Woodland, and they picked up Terrence Hibbler, as you mentioned, uh, picked up J.J. Harrell and Stonka Burnside, and it w- was going really well. And since then, it is really ground to a halt. And then on the other side of things, you know, and, and this is the coin you have to compare yourself to, Ole Miss, on the other hand, has had a ton of recruiting momentum in the last month or so. They've picked up like three or four four-star kids, including the state's top prospect. And this is... This is an argument people have been having on your board a lot, and I, I, I understand. I see both sides, right? Yes, Mississippi State was never in the game for Camarion Franklin, never in the game for Jeffrey Rush, whatever. But it is also a problem that you weren't in the game for the state's top overall player. I mean, that that is an issue, you know. Well, I, I understand that he, you know he didn't want to, that Mississippi State was not the place he wanted to go. I get that. But at the same time, it's an issue that that is that that it wasn't a place he wanted to go. Well, I, I think it works both ways. I think it does. Oh, it I don't absolutely think, does. I don't think Ole Miss was ever in the game for Terrence Hibbler. Right. Oh, I don't think you're, and, you know. You're last correct. year, I don't think they were in the game for Isaac Smith. Right. Um, and they'll tell you, well, we didn't want him. Yes, you did. You, you wanted Isaac Smith. So I think it's just a matter of you know certain. It comes up every year. And the the make no mistake, the reason people are having unrest right now is because it's Ole Miss. Because Ole Miss is having success. Anytime Ole Miss is having success and Mississippi State isn't, that's it comes up. This same conversation was happening. Uh, let's take you back on a timeline. First part of the summer, Ole Miss was getting some of these commitments that Mississippi State wasn't getting the Jeffrey Rushes and the Cameron Beavers, mm-hmm. and people were wondering. You know, this staff was made up of Mississippi people, why are they not getting commitments? Mm-hmm. Well, they got their commitments. Ole Miss stopped getting them, so Ole Miss went out and really pushed to get um, the kid from Alabama, the safety. Uh, uh, the Travis safety. Banks. Yes. They went and got him, like went over the top to get him, mm-hmm. and then you know, State had their moment, and you and I both said on this thing, it's going to switch back to Ole Miss. They're going to get the momentum again. That's how this – process works we do this 
every single year. Mm-hmm. And not just here on the message boards, on Twitter. It's All the stuff starts coming up about Ole Miss is doing this and this, and we're not doing this. And then it flips to Mississippi State, and then Ole Miss starts talking about getting their NIL right, and then it flips to, to Ole Miss, and it goes back and forth. This is what it's like to be in this rivalry. And Mississippi State, I guarantee you, later on this year, will have another run themselves. It's just that that's just how this works. What I would I, say, though, is the next run for Mississippi State is going to have to be flipping players. Yeah, there's, well, not I think that's, un, there's not a lot of uncommitted guys. I don't think that's out of the realm possibility. Oh, it's definitely not. They've, they've, they flipped players last year. This but is, this another isn't thing, like the old days. Another I thing, agree with that. last year at this time, we weren't talking about some of those guys that got in late in the process from Mississippi State that were really good gets. Mm-hmm. So there's there's somebody out there that we're not talking about. We, we weren't Absolutely. talking about Jonathan Davis. We weren't talking about Leon Bell. You're, but, not, you're not wrong. <clears throat> you're definitely just, not wrong. I I'm not one of those that Look. like goes to the like extreme freaking out. Right. To, and so, I'm not saying push a panic button. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm not talking to you specifically. Why are you saying that I'm doing that? I'm not. I'm not. What I am I'm, saying is it's interesting, and, and it would be one thing if you know Ole Miss and State were both picking up commitments and Ole Miss was just getting a little bit better guys, but it just feels like it's completely ground to a halt for Mississippi State. And I know some people are saying, well, they're just going to have to be selective and blah, blah, blah. And to be honest to me, that, that's kind of BS. I just don't and think what they're... I, what I mean by that is, is it reminds me a lot of what people were saying last year about, you know, remember Kiffin, when they finished the year with like 12 high school guys and was like, well, he, he was being selective and blah, blah. And did it, it on purpose. Yeah, he did on purpose. It's, it's crap. They would have taken commitments from all the top guys. They just didn't get them. Well, I think that's what it is. Yeah. I don't think there's a whole lot of people that they're – that they're pushing for a commitment right now. The ones that they were, mm-hmm. they're not was getting. Nor will nor will nor real nor white, real white and um, San Francisco McGee, mm-hmm. and neither one of those guys came to Mississippi State. So there's nobody right now. But that they really would pushing. also they would love to have Cam Beavers on. on oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In, but he's not there. he's not flipping and right at least not right now. Right. And so I mean, nobody's making decisions that's in Mississippi State's sights right now. Right. You know, like there's a. I you know I, I'm not I'm just not one of those guys that I just feel like every, the, you got to pick a side. It's either right. It's either you know well we don't want those guys anyway, or you know we're doing great. What are you guys talking about? Or it's this staff sucks. We can't like why can't you just say let's just wait and see till sign a day? Like I, I've, what I would say is that I I agree. You do have to wait and see. I just don't care about commitments until they're like. I mean, I do care about commitments. I think it's a good. I think it's good to have momentum and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, none of it matters until signing day. That that's but that's what concerns me. It's not the you know, if if they were picking up commitments, be one thing. It's the fact they seem to have zero recruiting momentum right this second, and that that is that is that is a warning sign to me. But but what I'm saying is. We had this conversation before, and you said, this and then a they picked up recru- and they picked up recruiting momentum, and they so, got some commitments. So if if, you, if, if we they've went, shown that the ability to do that, I'm not going to be alarmed again in the same year when they've already shown the ability to fix that. I would tell you that I'm alarmed that it's not consistent. Like, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like you, commit, I don't feel like though, it's. I don't like, feel like it's a rec- it's a switch that you can just turn on and turn off. But why do you care when they commit? 
All it matters is no, when they sign. Yeah, like, it'll be great at the end of the year if we're looking back and they flipped a couple guys and they end up with a top twenty-five class. That's, but if they get if they get fifteen guys in the spring mm-hmm. and another ten in the fall, why I, does it matter? Because it doesn't. That's in how the middle months that happen. But no, I'm just saying. I mean, it could ha- happen. That, normally, like, you just have a pretty consistent trickle of commitments. You get a guy here, a guy there. Not in Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Now, normally during the season, it'll slow down a bit, but we're not in the season. But they've they've had years where they've gotten most of their commitments in the summer, and then they're they holding on for dear life. But that's the other thing too is they've been losing guys through this. They've lost Lindsey. They lost uh, you know Norreal White was a the guy they, they they felt good about at one point. You know I know a couple months ago they felt really good about him. They haven't been really losing commitments though. And Jay Lindsey's a little different. It is. It look I get that it's different. I just you know, like I, I I'm think trying to that, look at it from a big picture standpoint though. That this is right now this is a program that just doesn't it doesn't feel like it has any juice. I mean it's it's a it's annoying that they don't have the juice, but I'm not I'm not going to be you know freaking out about it. This at the end of the day, it's a staff that and a head coach. Let's be honest, they've proven nothing to this point. Right. There's nothing to show to recruits other than what you've done in the past as a defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin has been the coach at Ole Miss for three years now. Mm-hmm. This is number four, and you know, I mean, there there's obviously some money being talked about at the very least to recruits, and it's you know they're they've gone really hard at getting guys on board and mm-hmm. getting that perception, but they have more to sell right now than Mississippi State does. Mm-hmm. A good season. Will take care of everything that you're concerned about. State's got to go out there and win ball games. Right. They've done a good job assembling their class. I think. I think they got some really good players in it. Yeah. I like the class, and, and I get it. I get people being annoyed and mm. concerned that Ole Miss is getting four star recruits right now, and mm. State's not getting anybody, and there's just it's just kind of dead. But I would just say. Wait another week or something. It's just like the weather in Mississippi. Yeah. It shifts. <laughs> What, what the other thing I would say? Is, no, I'm not saying there's a bunch of commitments coming in a week, by the right. way. Is that when you make when you talk about the things that Arnett talked about publicly about recruiting in this state, and you only have two of the top ten guys in the state committed? That I mean, that, that's not a great look. Now I know that Terrence Hibbler should be rated higher than he is. He's twentieth mm-hmm. on on twenty four seven. That will that will in all likelihood go up at some point this season. But when you say that, when you say hey, you know, and then you go and you bring guys like Wolfren and Chad Bumpus in. I expect you to win those battles. Well, they they won two. I mean, they won two they, big battles, but they've they, won three. Jimothy Lewis was a huge. That's one. not. I'm talking about in-state though. Yeah, but I mean, Will Friend is, yeah. and and he is a Mississippi. He kid. is a Mississippi kid. I, I get that, but, but I mean, I don't want to do semantics though. I, well, yeah, you do. I don't though. You I love don't. semantics. I, I I okay, I do. Um, it's it's you know it's uh what eight nine months into the job. Yeah, I mean like let, let's. I'm I'm not throwing in the towel yet. Right. I, let, let them let them yeah. get their. Let I feel them get like you're, you're. I'm not trying to. I don't want to have an argument. I don't. I don't want to argue with you. Everything. Please everything I'm arguing is based on things that are argued on the message board. Yeah. And so, and I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. I, you know, we're both taking different sides here, but I'm not saying to to be you know hit the, hit the panic button. I'm certainly not saying you know to go throw yourself off the river or anything. But I am saying that for a a program that had so much momentum. A month ago, for it to come to a, a complete screeching halt is a little weird. 
Yeah, I just think that they're kind of like this staff just seems to be kind of like they they have their time frames where they want to push guys. Yeah, and then I'm not saying they they stop recruiting. I think they mm-hmm. continue to recruit, but I don't think they're really you know pushing hard for commitments at this point. They're they're getting ready for the season and all that. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't feel like this is the time. And it, just make, it does make it, you know, because when you get to the Egg Bowl, you've got three weeks to finish. Yeah. And so can you get it done in three weeks? Can you can you fill up your class with, with the guys you want? The only thing that I would say is not really concerning but just kind of frustrating is Ole Miss has the three top defensive linemen. That is, like very, you that is frustrating. Like, and, and to me, it's not so much the coaching staff because – I mean, David Turner doesn't have to prove anything to me. Yeah, he's he doesn't even have to really like say a whole lot to a recruit. Right. Just say, here's what I here's here's the guys I recruited at Mississippi State. Here's the guys I developed, and here's what they're making in the NFL. You can it, come here. You can go somewhere it, else. It really should be as simple as like the math of Chris Jones, Fletcher Cox, and yeah. Jeff Simmons make a combined three hundred million dollars. But I just don't think kids. Think that way anymore? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think they ever thought that way. Well, I think some do. Yeah. Some some thought that way. Mm-hmm. I think Jeffrey Simmons thought that way. Yeah. I think you know. I think Chris Jones, in a pretty big way, felt that way too. But a lot of these kids, it's just you know, what can you get me? What, what can, can I get, get today? What can I get today? And it, it really. And then, what can, and then what can I get? You know, for my family and things like that. It really Which becomes what can I get I mean, when I'm 18 versus what can I get when I'm 25. Right. There you know yeah. nobody nobody's uh, willing to wait. Nobody wants to say it's, it's just it's the same thing with you know kids hitting the transfer portal. Nobody wants to to get in a program and develop. Right. You know I mean nobody wants to do that anymore. There's several kids on Mississippi State's roster that did that. Jet Johnson, mm-hmm. JP Purvis, you know um I guess Percy Lewis to an extent, even though this is just year two. I mean, he could have very easily transferred and not had that battle at left tackle after being the number one left tackle in the country in JUCO. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's just a uh, you know, it's become a you know, what can you give me now? What can you promise me now? And I think it's just a difference in I don't know, like the approach. Like I think, I think. Zach Arnett is one of those guys that's not willing to say, we're going to give you a starting job. We're going to give you this jersey. Mm. We're going to give you this money. I don't I don't think he's that kind of guy. I think he's one that's going to say, if you come here, work hard, you can play your one. Things like that. Yeah. And I don't know. There's It takes a, it takes a different kind of kid to come to Mississippi State. It's always been that way. Yeah. We'll see if it turns around. You know, it's it's one of those things. I I, I use one of the uh, the quotes from one of your your favorite message board posters. We hope. Yeah, we hope. No, and I, I'm the same way. I mean, I'm I I personally I think it's going to be fine. I think I think until proven otherwise, Mississippi State is going to recruit somewhere between 25 and 32. And if you look at where those if you look at those rankings closely, people get so caught up in that. Mm-hmm. We we were at the thirty second best class. That's pitiful. And then you look at the difference between like eighteen, nineteen, and thirty. It's not a huge difference. There's two. It's like two players. Yeah, exactly. It's so. it's a two player difference. Yeah. But and those two but players you might get those two players. Those two players might be the difference in a SEC championship. I don't yeah. know, but it's not. They're not that far off. Yeah. I think Mississippi State, whoever coaches there, is going to recruit from here on out twenty five to thirty two. Yeah. And then. 
you know, maybe you have a coach that recruits better than that. Um, And maybe you can get some – you start raising some more NIL and you start doing this and that, and Mississippi State's ranked a little higher than they're supposed to. But more often than not, it's going to be a team that recruits in that range no matter what the situation is in in August. Mm -hmm. So I – that's that's what I believe is going to happen in the end. Yeah, I agree too. We'll see. We'll see how it Just all gets the football season. Yeah, we only got a few more days. All right, tomorrow's show. At least we're not talking about field paint yet. It's coming. Oh, that's coming. Paint day's coming. It is coming. It's gonna be it's gonna be a heck of a day. We'll talk about what Arnett has to say on tomorrow's show, plus our first installment of the SEC picks as uh, Mississippi State uh, as the SEC season begins. Who will go to dinner on the other one's tab? We find out starting tomorrow. Guys, have a great Monday. Back with you very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian. Hey, Dad, thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.